0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy, Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: Alright everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am uh, Talon Jenkins, joined by their host, we have Joel Meyer and Ryan Gilbert.
0: How are we doing today, boys? Doing pretty good today, uh, Talon. Glad to be back here. I had an absolute heater this weekend. I'm hoping we can I can keep it going here for this Tuesday and Wednesday slate.
2: Yeah, likewise, betting's been good, but uh, unfortunately my team's been shitting the bed Most lately, the uh, Chicago Bears and that... <laughs> Shit show of a uh, second half there with all the, the penalties and uh, I don't want to do go into it. What do you feel Carry about on? that
1: taunting rule? The taunting rule.
2: Oh, man, that was the worst. That what was honestly
1: even, ridiculous. Dude.
2: What did they even do? He just walked over to the sideline walked back.
1: Yeah, this is a guy that just got <laughs> called off off the practice squad for shit's sakes. Like, give the guy a break, man.
2: No kidding.
1: Crazy. All right, everybody, by all means, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, Lots of cool articles, lots of cool discussion topics, things to check out, you know, college football, NFL, NHL, by all means, some good information. And uh, check out the Slack group as well, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group. Uh, Shout out to all of our friends in there. Always a blast. Always lots of cool stuff going on.
0: Yeah, the Slack group is where you want to be at for those live bets, those late or those late last 30 minutes before those games start, the last-minute bets in. So go to the Slack channel. We've got a, we got a good group there, so hopefully we can keep it growing.
1: Yeah, and Ryan's been pretty hot on the prop bets lately too, so you'll find all those prop bets in the Slack group.
0: Oh Yeah, absolutely. Hit, hit a few of those tonight. Feeling good, made up for my uh, Panthers loss.
1: <laughs> that was a crazy game, eh? Right off the hop. Jesus, they... Uh... New York pretty much just started beating the wheels off them and never looked back.
0: Yeah, and one of those props I hit was uh, Shusterkin to give up over two and a half goals, which the Panthers, I think, scored two goals in the last, like, two minutes to hit that. So I had that counted as a loss. Got it got as a win and broke even on the day.
1: Yeah, a nice little sneaky one there.
0: Now, uh, where can everybody find us here, Ryan? Right, first and foremost, you can go to the, the SGPN app or wherever, either Google Play, Apple Store, you can get our podcast as well as every other podcast, every other sport, you college basketball coming up, NBA, NFL, full swing. So go there. Or you can search the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you find your podcasts. On Apple, you can just go to sg.pn slash hockey. And for Spotify, it's sg.pn slash hockey s. Go there, follow, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know what you think. Let us know how we're doing.
1: For sure. Those rates and those reviews, you know, they go a long way. We say it every show. If, uh, if you think we suck, by all means, tell us. If there's stuff you want us to improve on, that's cool, too. Uh, any feedback's good feedback. So, But uh, we'll jump right into uh, last week's Mortal Locks here. I know, uh, I think Joel was the only one out of the three of us that ended up going positives. So why don't you kick this one off for us, bud?
2: Well, as long as we're all hitting the locks, we swept the locks. Uh, we didn't hit any of the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, one and two in the totals but we slept the lock so that's 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 what you come here for and uh yeah that that's where our best work is so just follow the locks especially you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: keep all, all of our locks hit not too heavy for favorite i, I had the jets at minus 165 that, that was the heaviest that actually moved away from my direction it moved got down to 150 eventually because uh comry was starting but i mean you guys hit yours so we the, the locks are where we want to go the dog is going to be kind of more more touch and go and the total is always kind of more of a crapshoot but those locks are like like joel said is what you want to follow the most
2: plus my dog was the opposite of talon's lock so you can't both <laughs> <win>, both
1: bets <laughs> we're betting against each other eh? yeah <laughs> well, i gotta uh, i gotta give credit to my boy joel holfer there for uh, st louis in his first game as the goaltending there and steps up and got a big win. The team helped him out. It was a bit shaky. I was at a 5-3 final, I think, there against the Sharks. So, I don't know. I, I was it in the Slack group. You the kids got sick
0: hair. I'll ride with that. Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah, and my dog almost hit. I think the Lightning were up one nothing until, like, what, the final few minutes, and Maple Leafs tied it up and then won in overtime, right?
1: Yeah, it's exactly it. I think it was, like, a last-minute goal with
2: 40 seconds after something like that to tie it.
0: Yeah, it's... It's a tough yeah. go, but, you know, we bounce back.
2: Well, Tal and I both bet the leaves so we, we came up positive there, too. Oh,
0: thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: told you during the show, but Like, always got to ride with the boys, you know? You yeah. did. It's true. Got to <laughs> hop on.
1: Well, I, I think it is time for me to formally say, after that heartbreak I had last week, I'm cutting all ties with betting on the Ottawa Senators. Oh, thank I
2: God. Gave-
1: I've given these guys the benefit of the doubt so many times this year, and every time they've just shoved it right up my hoop. So fuck them. No more sense
0: for this guy. Finally, you, did, you didn't uh, heed our warning. You uh, lost some money on it, and now now we're we're kind of all sworn them off now. So it, it's good. Never just never bet Ottawa.
2: Yeah, this is a carrying over from last year, though. But you got to be careful because when you bet against them, they'll win. So you just gotta <laughs> swear off all sense games, either betting for them or against them. Matt Murray turns into Patrick Wall or some shit, eh? Yes.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we did have a, a lot of news that actually went down in the NHL since we last spoke. So we'll, uh, we'll jump right into it. Obviously, the biggest one being uh, Jack Eichel. All right. Now, the picker, the trade itself was Eichel and a conditional third to Vegas for Alex Tuck, uh, Peyton Krebs, a conditional first in 2022 and a conditional second in 2023. Now, I'm reading the picks here. We do have the conditions, if anybody does want to hear them. Um, the condition on the first-round pick sent by Vegas uh, looks like if the pick is in the top 10, Vegas will instead transfer their 2023 first-round pick to Buffalo. So, essentially, just top 10 lottery protected. Uh, the condition for the second-rounder, uh, if Vegas's first-round pick in the 2022 draft is a top-10 pick, then Vegas will transfer their 2024 second-round pick instead of this 2023 second-round pick. You follow me on that, or what?
0: <laughs> not really. Basically, if the Golden Knights pick is not in the top 10, which it shouldn't be, the Sabres get that plus a second-round pick in 2023. I feel like that that's the trade, and then there's like a tiny percent chance we have to jump through all these hoops when when, when the time comes. Well,
1: that's exactly it, but it gets even better. Now, the pick that the Sabres are sending over to Vegas here, Uh, It itself is a conditional third. If Vegas's first round pick in the 2022 draft is a top 10 pick, then Buffalo will transfer their 2024 third round pick instead of the 2023 third round pick. Basically, I think these GMs are just fucking with everybody right now trying to make life hard on us. So
0: let's just swap picks back and forth, put some conditions on there. Let's uh, let's make, make those guys go crazy out there.
1: (laughs) All right, now let's talk about the actual pieces here. All those picks are magic beans. Who knows? Buffalo's probably going to screw them up anyways. But uh, what do you guys think about the return of Alex
2: Tuck and Peyton Krebs? Well, Alex Tuck, you know, he's uh, he's from the Buffalo area, I believe. So he'll be going to his his homeland there. And I think he's pretty happy about it based on his uh, press conference. He was smiling and everything. You know, most people wouldn't want to be moving from Vegas to uh, Buffalo, but he seems (laughs) to be okay with it. Um, and he's a great player, great power forward, um, underrated, too. He always comes up big, especially in the playoffs, gets those crucial goals. Uh, he's got a good hit in him too. Peyton Krabs has a lot of potential. He's just 20 years old, first-round pick uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. And, uh, yeah, he he could be turned up a to player, too. Um, but, you know, if Eichel is, is, is recovered from his injury, uh, he's going to be worth all of this and more. But that that's a bit of a risk still, considering this this surgery isn't exactly uh, very popular, and, and I think it's only uh, as far as I saw a UFC fighter, uh, Chris Weidman, who had the the surgery before in professional sports. I could be wrong, but that that's the only one I know of. So it's it's a bit of a risk, but if he goes back to his old form, or even ninety five percent of it, ninety percent of it, yeah, this is definitely worth it for Vegas. It's good for both teams though, ultimately. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like at this point in the whole Eichel saga, this was about what I expected them to get. Like, talk. I didn't realize he's he's only 25. He's under contract through 2026, so they may keep him. I thought they may try to, like, flip him at the deadline if his contract was shorter. But he could be a piece to kind of build him around. Krebs, like you said, former first-round pick, and they got a first-round pick in this coming draft. So they have a few pieces they can try to hit on. The, like, they, they'll probably spur him up, though, like we said. But, <laughs> yeah, good to see Eichel out of Buffalo. He's going to be having surgery on Friday. It's about a three-month recovery, so maybe we're looking at Olympic time right after Olympics coming back for the Vegas Golden Knights for the home stretch.
1: Yeah, very true. It would be uh, it'd be nice if Michael was able to get in on those Olympic games, but uh, based on this schedule, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, to touch on two, and you brought it up right there yourself, Ryan. Uh, I saw a lot of people online kind of giving Buffalo shit for the return they did get. I think a pretty important thing to remember here is the term of these contracts that they got in return like you said alex tuck is signed for another four years after this season uh buffalo will still have peyton krebs rfa rights when you're trading a guy like jack eichel you can't just trade it for a player with two years left on the contract that, let's face it is probably just going to walk out of buffalo as a ufa first chance they get anyways so i think all things considered with those two uh the two players that did get back as well as the picks probably as good as you're going to get if you're buffalo
0: yeah, they were really kind of backed into a corner with Eichel demanding a trade for so long and them kind of wanting to get it done as soon as possible, which kind of got drawn out for a long time, but yeah, they got they got Tuck, they got they got Krebs who might see some NHL time this season. He had 5 points in 2 games with the Silver Knights in the AHL, no points in 9 games with Vegas. But I mean, he had in the WHL his final season last year, he had 43 points in 24 games. Before that, he had 60 points in 38 games. He was the captain for the Winnipeg Ice. So that could be a guy that that Buffalo tries to build around and that they need something to build around now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like you said, the potential is there. Now, the real winner of this trade, if you ask me, is obviously it's it's Jack Eichel. Like if you get to leave Buffalo and you get to go play in Vegas, how fucking sick is that, dude? Just living on the strip. It's hot. You don't got to deal with shitty Buffalo. Cold weather, not degenerates jumping through tables every Sunday in downtown Buffalo. Like, I don't know. I would love to live in Vegas, dude. I think he's got the right end on that one.
2: And you get to go play with Mark Stone and Alex (laughs) Pacioretty.
0: Yeah, that helps, too, eh? Yeah, he hasn't played with anyone of that caliber. I guess they tried to get Skinner. I guess Victor Olosin was good for a little bit, but he's going to have some, he could have some real top tier team, team line mates if that's a aligned together.
1: No, for sure. Well, regardless, we're, uh, we're hoping everything goes well surgery or surgery wise for uh, Jack Eichel, and that way we can all get some eyes on him sooner, hopefully, than later. So uh, moving her down here, boys, we got some, some news out of Chicago. The Blackhawks finally fire head coach Jeremy Carlton after starting their season 1-9 and 2. I think this was almost written in the written in the sand. Were the fans booing him before the season even started in Game One or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. This is a finally. I mean, it took what it took 12 games for that. A few weeks i mean the writing was on the wall since the first few games of the season they were getting blown out of the barn every night so they finally got a win they won on sunday after they fired him on saturday maybe they can bounce back they, they're they not going to continue this pace they're not going to be this bad but i don't know if they can somehow get back in the playoff race
2: yeah Elliot friedman was saying that jeremy carlton's best friend was like stan bowman he's the one who wanted him there and I doubt he would have been fired this early if Stan Bowman is still around, but he's not. So, new arts management is just looking to kickstart the team. So, what's the better option than just getting rid of the coach and starting over from there? Because, yeah, this is a team that wants to compete for the playoffs, and you're not going to do that if you start 1-9-2. and two. <laughs>
1: And it's been an ugly 1-9-2. and two, eh? It's not even like they're in games for the first bit of the season. There are a couple of blowouts. And we've talked about it before. You guys can go back and listen. We feel bad for our boy
0: Mike-Andre Fleury and that there. But it is what it is. What I found interesting is that they said Derek King is going to be the interim coach. And they're not going to hire anyone in season. So even if they get back into contention, I guess there will be credit to King. But I don't know. There could be some other coaches out there looking for a job. It's just interesting that they kind of set in stone king for the rest of the area so maybe just counting out this season and trying to find some development moving forward
2: yeah the rebuild went from off to back on in like 10 games (laughs) (laughs) doesn't take much eh?
1: All right, moving down here. Uh some good news and some bad news coming out of the Ottawa camp. Uh we'll start with the good news here. The Ottawa Senators named Brady Kachuk, their captain. I think everybody saw this coming. You know, Kachuk's a hardworking player. He installs the values that you want as a captain in that team. Uh we heard it earlier. I'm done with Ottawa from a betting point of view, but I'm good to see or glad to see that Brady's getting uh getting the praise that he deserves.
0: Yeah, he kinda waited kind of long to sign his contract, but we saw this coming. He It was going to be either him or, or Chabot to be the captain. I think it's it's Kachuk's team, though. He's 22. He's really their superstar right now. He's going to be the guy for them for the next several
2: years. Yeah, Kachuk's are are good leadership material. Uh, the whole family is very competitive, ultra competitive. He's the right pick for the team. Yeah, that's that's the right move to make. He's clearly the best player on the team. So why not roll with him as a leader?
1: Oh, for sure. Now, unfortunately, there is some bad news here, though. It looks like as of yesterday, the team had to cancel their practice. They had to place Connor Brown, Dillian Gabriel and Austin Watson all on the NHL COVID protocol list. So keep that in mind for uh, upcoming Sens games this week, guys. They might be uh, they might be a little short on bodies.
0: And yeah, maybe we will be able to bet against them this week. But if they screw us this week, it's without those <laughs> guys, it's, it's going to be bad. <laughs>
1: Honestly, wouldn't rule it out at this point. All right, moving down here uh, a little bit further, we have Carey Price in Montreal. It looks like he's finally at the practice facility. Um, there's still been no expected uh, timeline for his first game start. Obviously, he's going to have to get some reps in practice before he can just kind of jump in. And I think that they saw, or I saw that the doctors are still looking to evaluate his knee. So I didn't even know he was suffering or suffering a knee injury, but uh, apparently that's something that they're monitoring too, so...
0: Yeah, I'm reading here he had surgery in July to repair a torn meniscus so I guess that he's still working on that and uh it says there's he needs many steps needed before playing so I don't know maybe we're looking at a, at a December thing at this point if once he gets kind of back in shape and back with his teammates and has a few or several practices under his belt
1: yeah I know uh Canada's goaltending for the Olympics too is still kind of up in the air so that could uh that one could kind of go either way Obviously, we all know what Carey Price can do if he is on his game, so it uh, it would be nice to see him play himself in. He might not really have too many more kicks at the can as far as Olympics go, though, but he does have a gold medal already, so I'm sure he'll be fine.
0: I have to think up there, they were thinking he was going to be locked in after that playoff run, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, we do have, uh, speaking of some injuries, we do have some more noted injuries that happened over the past week since we last talked. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, Patrick Laine, looks like he's expected to be missed about five weeks with a torn oblique. Uh, that's tough. Laine, obviously, he didn't have the year last year that he wanted, but he was starting to kind of find his own a bit in Columbus this year. And Obviously, we know they are uh, they don't have a lot of star power, so I'm sure they're going to miss him out there.
0: Yeah, he, he, the the Blue Jackets are off to, uh, uh, those pesky Blue Jackets are off for a good start in the Metropolitan Division. I mean, they're... They have a pretty good record. They're 7-3, and three, even though only three of those wins have come in regulation. They've kind of gotten lucky in overtime in the shootout. But yeah, this is going to definitely give them a big hit. You, you're already fading them because they're not a 7-3 and three team. Now they're losing line A. Uh, their top line is now Nyquist, Boone Jenner, and Oliver Borkstrand. So. And their second line is much worse. It's Jake Voracek carrying two guys. So look, <laughs> look, look to fade Columbus in the next few weeks.
2: Ask Joel how that worked out for him last week. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm still pissed. <laughs> Fucking Columbus. You know, Colorado's filled with, like, Columbus expats. Like, half the guys are either from Columbus or they played for Columbus. So, it's just, we get all their leftovers. I mean, or their best players. And we still, we still can't beat them. And Brad Larson, of course, uh, the coach for Columbus. He was an Avis player for five years back when we were, you know, great and won that that second cup. So he got a little, uh, can't really call it revenge, but uh, two big wins over his his uh, club team of the past. So feel good for him, I guess, but sucks for us. That that was a brutal two game stretch. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, those ties run deep. That's fair enough, But
0: Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and there's a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money it just needs to improve. When making your bets always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets.
1: Uh, moving down here, it looks like Miles Wood for New Jersey Devils is expected to miss two to three weeks with a hip uh, problem there. I'm not really sure. I didn't really get to see exactly what happened. But New Jersey is one of those teams that started off pretty hot. Obviously, they're kind of coming back to earth a little bit now. And uh, I think this might hurt their cause a bit, too. So we try to... Uh, try to hope for the best for the folks out there in new jersey but who knows
0: yeah miles Wood's always an annoying player to play against i feel like whenever there's a flyers devils game so unfortunate for him i mean the devils have been up and down to start of the season i'm not sure what to make i mean losing wood is kind of a kind of a big hit for them
2: yeah especially about jack hughes too they're they don't have a lot of depth so losing two important players like that it's hard to replace them
1: now moving down here, this one hits a bit close to home. Uh, looks like Peter Morasek, goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs, expected to miss four weeks with a groin issue. Uh, he initially suffered a groin problem in his first start, I believe. I think it was game three of the season. And I guess he retweaked it in practice or during a game, they were saying, and uh, he's going to take the full four weeks to try to establish it. It's no secret, right? For goaltenders, if you uh, if you tweak your groin, it's going to be a nagging issue until you get it dealt with. So hopefully Peter can kind of get it going, but it just sucks, right? Because we put a lot of emphasis in our backup goaltending, and we're obviously going to go with the tandem this year with Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek. And honestly, we haven't had that available for us so far.
0: Yeah, who's this guy backing up now? Joseph Wall here. Is he? Is he any decent?
1: He hasn't decent all? really. I don't think he's played a full actual NHL game. If he has, it's only been one or two. I believe he was a third round pick in 2017. Uh, kids from St. Louis. I've watched him a lot in the Marlies. He's played okay at the AHL level. I imagine you'll see Michael Hutchinson get the call up and uh, get most of those games if he was to actual play.
0: Oh, yeah. Because I'm I'm looking at this guy's uh, AHL numbers. Last three seasons, 880, 892, 895,
1: say percentages. Now, the Marlies as of a team have been pretty dry to you. So he's been... I went to a lot of those games. He was getting hung out to dry left, right, and center. But
2: uh,
1: yeah. I, he's still young. I'd, I wouldn't want him uh, in between the pipes, that's for sure. And if they are playing him, take the over or uh, fade the Leafs for sure.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, if they're uh, bringing this guy up instead of Michael Hutchinson, then <laughs> good old Hutch <Hodge laughs> <Mike, laughs> might have you on a downswing.
1: Yeah, well, Dubis and Brennan Pridham are always calling guys up and sending guys down for cap purposes, right? So who the hell knows who's here to stay? Well, that pretty much covers most of our uh, our injury here, boys. Did, uh, did you guys see that McDavid goal the other night?
0: I was watching that game. That was I my uh, the, the Jets hit. I had the over in the Jets game. That pushed Edmonton was kind of maker maker break for my night. They were down four one. I turned it off. They started to come back. When, when McDavid scored that goal, I screamed. I, I ran around. It was <laughs> it was absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, I bet the Rangers was already counting my money up 4-1. You know, it was just Turkin. Or it was Georgiev that night, I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: he was
2: mm-hmm. playing well enough. And, uh, you know, it was 4-4. Okay, I felt like we were going to lose. But then uh, Zabanjad made it 5-4. And I'm like, okay, we're back on. And then that shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> you can never rule out the Oilers, right? They just score goals for fun. Especially that oh. guy, man. What a goal.
1: Well, that's it. Right? He's just absolutely nasty the fact that he can do what he does at such a high speed and his hands can keep up to his feet right like just plays in the nhl look at like a guy like casper kapanen is a great example in pittsburgh there and kudos to cappy he got a hat trick the other day but he's fast he can skate you know like the wind but if you give him the puck at that speed it's just a total different game
0: and he was just, like, holding the puck in the neutral zone, waiting for, I think, Puyarvi get, to get out of the zone. And he just turned it on completely and just ran through the Rangers to score that goal. So it was, it was really incredible to watch.
1: And a nice move, too, eh, on the goalie?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I was watching that. I didn't think it was McDavid at first. I thought it was Nugent Hopkins. So I was like, wow. But then I saw, obviously, <laughs> it was McDavid. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Shocker. All right, boys. So, did you guys see any other games on the weekend that uh, caught your eye there, or what? How demoralizing must it be for the Rangers to see that goal and then the Matthew kachuk between the legs goal and a six nothing shutout loss on back to back nights? That that had to be awful.
2: Well, yeah, we loaded up on the Flames that night, right? So it's good for us.
0: Yeah, that was that, that was great.
1: Very true. I got lucky. I was on uh I was on the Islanders there on Saturday, and that they put up a nice shutout for me against um. I think it was Winnipeg, so that one worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah, they they shut down Winnipeg. It was it was two nothing, and then they I took them against I think the Wild on Sunday, and just they could not could not get it done.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're another team, and I think we talked about it last show. Like they still have yet to play a single home game, so maybe they'll uh, once they do actually get into their home barn and kind of get used to playing in front of their own fans again, probably help the cause a little bit. We've all seen the guy or the fans in the island; they've been pretty rowdy the past couple of years, so.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that too. Because I mean, the road trip they can kind of get some camaraderie going together. But when it's going on for this long, for like a full month to start the season, it it has to wear on them. But also, we we had our my two teams, the uh, Hurricanes and Panthers, was a great was supposed to be a great game on Saturday. Panthers got out to an early what three nothing four nothing lead in the first period. Kind of wasn't really much of a game. But I mean, Carolina lost their first game. The Panthers have finally got their first regulation loss. Um, tonight, Monday, against the Rangers, so no more defeated teams, we've we've seen the Panthers and Hurricanes both be beat in regulation, so, you know, game on now.
1: Yeah, it was fun while it
0: lasted, I guess, eh? I I still like them, they're they're still my, uh, my Panthers and my Hurricanes, don't worry. Strong teams.
1: All right, guys, well, we got a pretty big Tuesday slate here, you guys ready to jump right into it, or what? Let's do it all right we're kicking things off here tuesday the november the 9th uh looks like the first game on the slate is at 7 p.m we have the carolina hurricanes against the tampa bay lightning uh the game itself is in tampa bay carolina money line pays off plus 100 tampa bay money line minus 130 the over under is set at 5.5 the over pays minus 120 the under plus 100 uh ryan why don't you kick us off this week bud
0: yeah, this is another big test here for the Hurricanes. They they kind of went to Florida, didn't really do too much. They scored two goals, ended up losing five-two. Shot shot battle was kind of close. You know, these are two teams, Hurricanes Lightning. They met last year in the playoffs as well. Lightning won in five games. They split the season series. I'm seeing another another good game here. It's going to be close. The Lightning are really starting to find themselves, even without without a few of their top players. Kucherov still out, so. What I'm looking at here, I like I like the under five and a half. I could see it potentially going up, maybe to six, but it'll probably be five and a half. Last season, in the eight regular season matchups, it went under six times. In the playoffs, it went under four or five games. So, and also frederick anderson versus Vasilevsky, they're two of the best goalies in the league. I feel this could be a really low-scoring game with both goalies putting up some spectacular saves.
2: Yeah, I don't mind that under. This will be a very competitive game between two of the top teams in the league but I like the hurricanes better to pull off a bit of an upset uh, they are at good dog price there plus 110 when um, I, mean, I think they played a lot better hockey so far through 11 12 games yeah, the hurricanes are best team in the league according to goal difference in terms of expected goals points a whole half a point better than the next closest team in the flames like 1.9 to 1.46 like most teams around like the, the 0.0 area right that's where the mean is the hurricanes are all the way up at almost two at the goal differential there so hurricane's numbers are just they're backing up their their wins their their goal score their goals against so their legit team lightning they're they're kind of uh, yeah they're still struggling to find their feet Getting a little better, I agree there, but I think the Canes are the much better team at this point, so I, I like them at the plus money.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. I uh, I kind of agree with both of you, truth be told. That's what I'd written down. It's hard to bet against Tampa, right? Like, geez, they won two Stanley Cups in a row. We know they're a powerhouse, we know what they can do. Kind of hurts without having Kucherov, but obviously, they proved last year that that's not an issue as well. Um, but based off what we've seen this year, Carolina's just been the better team not to say they are the better team but they've been playing like the better team so carolina plus money's good um and like you brought up too, ryan the under at 5.5 playing off plus 100 two great goalies with a vasilevsky and anderson going at it i think those are two pretty safe plays it's a tough game though right because literally this could go either way either team could win and it could either be an absolute blowout or just a total like shutout fest so it's uh it'll be fun to watch though that's for sure
0: yeah, I'm leaning towards the Hurricanes as well. The one thing that does worry me is that they have not been great on the road so far. They beat Nashville 3-2, beat the Canadians 4-1, beat the Jackets 5-1, but they had to come back in Chicago to win 4-3. They lost to Florida on Saturday. But on, on the other hand, of Florida's four first-period goals, three of them were on the power play. So if Carolina can stay out of the box against Tampa or if they can kill a few of those off, maybe it'll be a closer game. So I'll probably end up Played some them a smaller bet on the Hurricanes here, but I I do like the under as as the best bet in this game.
1: Right on. We'll move it on down here to the again at the 7 p.m. spot. We have the Los Angeles Kings against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the game itself is in Montreal. Looks like LA money line pays off plus 110. Montreal money line minus 130. The over under is set at 5.5. The over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Joel, what are you thinking here, bud?
2: I'm thinking that these teams can't score. Unless it's against the Leafs, like we saw today, right? Uh, Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yep, yep. Uh, But that was all garbage time, really. Like they only scored three goals in what we call regular time. Before uh, I think there was a breakaway goal for the fourth, and then an empty netter uh, late in the game. But yeah, Kings. They're they're they play a lot of under games. Canes. We know they don't score much, and uh, both of them are defensively oriented with uh, decent goaltending. I expect it'll be Allen in this one, and I know it'll be Peterson in this one because I was going to bet the Kings today, <laughs> but then I saw that Jonathan Cook was a starter, so I backed off that, unfortunately. But yeah, I like the under here because now the team can score and both teams can defend somewhat.
0: This this game's kind of a toss-up to me. The Kings are somehow playing well without Doughty, without all the injuries. They've won They've won five in a row including tonight against the Maple Leafs. Montreal, I really don't know what to make of them yet. They've they've shut out the Red Wings and Sharks. and the Red Wings 6-1. But besides that, they haven't really done much. I mean, they outshot Vegas, what, 38-16 last game and still lost 5-2. I think the shots were like 20-1 to after the first period or something. So they – they can't score, so the unders probably a good bet here. And if I had to pick a side, I'd probably lean towards lean towards the Kings. See if they can keep it rolling.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's exactly what I had uh, leaning a bit more towards L.A. Moneyline. Um, you know, they looked okay tonight. Like obviously the Leafs kind of outplayed them, and Jonathan Quick stood on his head a little bit. But a lot of their goals guys in that game were coming off the rush. They're a pretty fast team. Guys like Trevor Moore uh, ripping down the wing. Montreal defensively isn't as strong as they've been in past years, so that kind of makes me lean a bit more towards L.A. I think the plus money is probably because they are on the second half of a back-to-back, but like you said, Joel Peterson's probably the better goalie right now of the two, so I'm a, I'm pretty confident in the L.A. pick.
0: My one worry is that the Kings went 3-6-1 and in the second half of back-to-backs last season. They were outscored 35-25, so that, that's kind of given give me some pause there, but I do feel like this season they've one back to so they beat montreal 5-2 and then beat Mont- beat buffalo 3-2 the next night so they've shown they can win back-to-back nights so i i feel like that's not going to sway me too much
1: and let's face it montreal is not a uh, montreal is not the greatest team in the league either so
0: no not not even close to it <laughs> all
1: right moving down here speaking of not the greatest teams in the league we have the ottawa senators against the boston Bruins at 7 p.m uh the game itself is in boston it uh, looks like Ottawa money line pays off plus 230. Boston money line pays off minus 290. Uh, the over under set at 5.5. The over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. You know what? Obviously, over unders are worth kind of taking a look at here. But personally, boys, I think the play is a uh, Boston puck line. We talked about it, or yeah, I think it's minus 1.5. It pays minus 110 as of right now, time of recording. We talked about it a bit earlier. Ottawa's pretty depleted a little bit because of COVID. I uh, and we've all seen the Bruins this year. They're looking like wagons. So I think Boston uh, puck line minus one point five, paying minus one ten, is the way to go.
0: Yeah, you read my mind there. I mean, we, we said uh, we said multiple times we're not going to bet on any games involving the centers. But I mean, the Bruins here are they're huge favorites. They're what? What's the money line minus two ninety? Probably going to be even higher before game time puck drop. So. I like Boston minus one and a half and minus 110. Regulation is minus 155, which is still kind of juicy. Um, one of the the, the cheeky bet here I like is uh, taking the Bruins to win the first period and regulation is plus 140. Uh, they've won five games and all five of their wins they were winning after the first period. So I like that at, at plus odds. Or you can look at the Boston team total over three and a half at minus 120. They've scored four more goals and three, three of their five wins. the Senators have allowed four or more goals in four straight and five of their last six. And Matt Murray sucks. So obviously (laughs) the Bruins putting up four or five on him. So you have a variety of picks there. If you want the plus odds, go first period regulation. The the bet there, plus 140. Team total is minus 120 over 3.5. But puck line, minus 1.5, minus 110 is probably just the safest, easiest bet there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're all over the Bruins here, but uh, you know that's just when the Sens will show up and kill us all. <laughs> oh no! Right? Um, yeah, I got to go with the Bruins here as well. They uh, they just have the the best top line in the league: Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. They got, they perfectly complement each other, and they could just dominate and bully any other team five of five are on the power play, especially on the power play, which will be crucial because the Ottawa Senators are only at 72.4% on the penalty kill, which puts them at 7th uh, worst in the league. So I think that's a crucial matchup advantage for the Bruins. And, yeah, uh, whether it's Ulmark or uh, Swayman starting, I think the goaltending advantage goes to the Bruins. So there's only... And then Boston's coming off that hard loss to to Toronto. I think they'll, they'll take out their... Their pain and suffering on the the Senators here and just dominate them.
1: Yeah, Boston at home is always pretty scary too, right? So, all right, moving her down to the again at the 7 p.m. slot, we have the Florida Panthers against the New Jersey Devils. I'm worth noting at the time of recording, we had to kind of do some searching for an actual line on this one. I don't know why it was suspended. Maybe because of a uh, because of the Florida game tonight. Who knows? Uh, but what we do have, the game itself is in New Jersey. Florida money line pays off minus 145. New Jersey money line plus 120. Uh, the over-under is set at six. The over pays minus 107. The under minus 13. Uh,
0: Ryan, what do you think here? Give me my Panthers. You know, disappointing <laughs> loss on Monday night at Madison Square Garden. But they outshot the Rangers 45 to 18. I mean, that's that's just domination. I'm assuming Shisterkin stole this game completely like he has done many times this season but i mean the one thing that i feel like are keeping the odds down there i think minus 145 is a great price go up to minus 150 minus 160 is that they're in a back-to-back but night started on monday so we're going to get Bobrovsky. we discussed the devil's injuries They haven't really done too much yet this season and the back-to-back shouldn't really phase the the panthers in 10 back-to-backs last season the second half they went seven and three they outscored teams 32 to 23. Devils are bad. The Panthers are good. I feel like the Panthers' money line here. I'm not going to quite go to the puck line or, or regulation because they have played some overtime games, and the Devils have played quite a few overtime games recently, but stick with the Florida money line here, minus 145. I think lock that in.
2: Yeah, like I said this last episode, but the Devils have struggled yeah. without Jack Hughes, and they lost uh, Miles Wood as well, so their death will be truly tested. I don't think they have the kind of players to uh, fulfill those roles. Yeah, meanwhile, Panthers are clearly uh, one of the best in the league, and I'm tired of getting in their way because every time (laughs) I do, I end up losing. I did have the Rangers today, though, so that worked out. But uh, for this one, yeah, I'll I'll go with the Panthers here as well. Oh, they got Bobrovsky, too. He'll be starting, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he should be. I think Knight was in tonight, so he should get the nod indeed yeah i'm right there with you guys florida money line minus 145 um should be a pretty safe bet but every time we say that tend to get burnt but who knows also i kind of don't hate the under it's right now it's at six right so that might drop a little bit because that is a pretty high number for this game if it stays around that six line i might even sprinkle out a bit Worst comes to worst, you could push at a at an even hockey number there
0: and looking at their back to backs last season, they, they were low-scoring. 3-2, 2-1, 1-2, 3-2, 2-4, 3-2, 3-0. So I feel like there's six or seven of them went under the total out of 10. So that, that's definitely a good look there, especially with the push at, at the six mark. And, and looking historically, the Panthers have won 10 of the last 13 meetings, including five of the last seven in New Jersey, even though they didn't play last season. These are different teams, but that's also a trend to kind of support our, our picks here.
1: For sure. And Jersey's starting to kind of come back to earth a little bit too. So keep that in mind.
0: We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on better fantasy it's totally free to play download today for iphone and android check them out today at betterfantasy.com sgpn that's b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com sgpn have you heard about price picks price picks is daily fantasy made easy i love this and i know you will too price picks has the best nhl dfs prop game on the market They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of, from shots to goals and everything in between. You can pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections to win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy.
1: Uh, moving down here to the 7.30 p.m. slot, we have the Edmonton Oilers against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the game itself is in Detroit. Looks like Edmonton money line pays off minus 190. Detroit money line plus 160. Uh, the over-under is set at 6.5. Uh, the over pays plus 100. The under pays minus 120. I know it's a high number here, but the Oilers have been an absolute wagon this year. Detroit's fallen off. They can score. We've shown that they do have star power. So I do like the over at 6.5. And I've been betting this every game to uh, Edmonton total team total. Whether it be over 3.5, whatever it may be, it's not a bad look.
0: Yeah, you have to ride the Oilers. They're they're 9-1. and one. Their only loss came to my Flyers. I mean, they're the highest scoring team in the league, 4.4 goals a game. They had the best power play in the league at 50%. That's absolutely insane. They're top ten in shots per game as well. Red Wings defensively, they're bottom five in goals allowed per game, three point four. Shots allowed per game, thirty four and a half. And their their penalty kill is only hitting at a seventy one percent clip. So, if that Edmonton power play gets on the ice, they're gonna score two or three goals. I could see that happening. So, everything Talon said, definitely just ride with the Oilers. Money lines kind of heavy, minus one twenty regulation is kind of what I'm gonna look at. I feel like that's a good price for for the Oilers here.
2: Yeah, Ryan said it. It's it's all about the power play PK uh, differential. I mean, Edmonton's hitting at a fifty percent clip, which is ridiculous. It's unsustainable, but it'll still be it, it'll it should still be the best in the league at the end of the year. So they are just an uh, unstoppable force when they have the extra man. Yeah, and Delkovic, uh, he's been all right, but I don't think that uh, he's got the structure that Carolina did. So he's let in a few few more than he did back when he was in Raleigh. Um, yeah, I've been to the much better team here. Although I do like Detroit to score two or three. So I like the over here better than anything else. Yeah, when both teams can score and you can't trust you, the goaltender, you got to look to the over. So over six and a half at plus money. or I don't think it'll drop, but over six is a steal if it, if it gets down there.
1: No, absolutely. And keep in mind, I believe Detroit uh, themselves have scored uh, over five goals in their past two games. So the over at 6.5, that should uh, that should be pretty good. Uh, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot here, we have the St. Louis Blues against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the game itself is in Winnipeg. It uh, looks like St. Louis Moneyline pays off minus 120. Winnipeg Moneyline plus 100. Uh, the over under set at 5.5. The over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. This one was Kind of a little bit of a tough one here, boys. Based off what it's seen out of Winnipeg this year, I'm still not fully convinced Connor hellebuck is starting to kind of get back in his form. And St. Louis started the year pretty hot too. So based on that alone, I'm probably gonna ride with the blues at minus one twenty.
0: Yeah, this game is kind of a, a complete toss-up for me. I'd probably go with the plus money. I'm leaning towards Winnipeg at home. they they're really hot to start the season. They're four and one at home. Um, they lost the Islanders on Saturday. It was the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, the Islanders can play a really defensive game. Barry Trout can kind of shut things down, especially on the road. So I'm not going to put too much stock into that. Winnipeg, it's just looking at their forward lines, it, they're just they're just so deep. They have Dubois, Kopp, and Shifley down the middle. I know Kopp's not that good, but he has Stasny and Ehlers on his wings. Third line is Lowry, Shifley, Wheeler. Got Hellebuck in that, who's kind of underperformed so far this season. I feel like that's going to definitely c- turn around at some point. And I don't see why it couldn't against the Blues, who only got one against the Ducks on Sunday.
2: Yeah, it should be noted here that uh, Shifley and Stasny are still questionable for this game. like They got injured late in the uh, their last game with the Islanders. But uh, Connor Hellebuck should be getting back. I believe he had uh, the birth of his son, and then he, he got sick with something. So he, he's missed the last few games. But, uh, yeah, if you get Hellebuck and those two guys in the air, I, I do like Winnipeg at the plus money. Um, if they're all announced in, I don't I don't know if it will be plus money then, but I, I still like Winnipeg to win this game. I think that they're the the much better team at home. Uh, I'm not believing in the Blues hype so far. They've had a great start, but I do believe that they uh, will fall off a bit. Whereas Winnipeg, you know, the defense is slowly improving. You know, they had a bad start, rough start, and Connor Halbock didn't really help them much, but they are improving lately, and uh, they can clearly score with the best of them. So I, I do like them to win this physical game. Old school hockey here in Winnipeg.
1: You could get that uh, new dad bump too, right? Sometimes that always comes mm-hmm. through for you. All right. All right, moving down to the 8.30 p.m. slot here. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, The game itself is in Chicago. looks like Pittsburgh money line pays off minus 120. Chicago money line plus 100. Uh, The over-under is set at 6. Both over and under are paying minus 110. It's... See, I don't know why the line for Pittsburgh here is only minus 120. I understand that obviously they're missing a lot of their top guys, but Pittsburgh finds a way. They always seem to find a way when they're going through the injury bug. For that alone, Chicago's been absolutely shit. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus 120 on the money line.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. You have to fade the Blackhawks as long as we possibly can. Just the the one thing making me hesitate, and it really shouldn't because it's just pretty much irrelevant because they haven't played there with these teams, but the Penguins did not win in Chicago in the 2010s. Like, that's just something. I don't know if that's...
2: that's At all?
0: At all. 0-7. Oh, <sighs> Holy shit. And... In their history in Chicago, they're 14, 49, and 10, a win percentage of 26%. So I don't know if there's something in their head, some, if there's some voodoo going on. Uh, but Pittsburgh is ignoring that, which shouldn't affect bets whatsoever, but it's going to for some people. I feel like Pittsburgh is the better team here. They they beat the Flyers, but even without their coach, without Crosby, the, Crosby's still out. They're still hit with COVID, but... I'm fading the Blackhawks, especially at a line like this, minus 120 for the Penguins.
2: Yeah, I, I don't feel uh, secure in my understanding of what Chicago is at this point now. Their they're, uh, transition from one coach to another, they still have a lot of great players. Uh, and Alex debrinkat's getting better. He's 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 getting back in the season. Uh, he's getting into form. Kirby Dock, I think, is improving as well. But... Uh, same time, Pittsburgh's getting some players back. They're getting I mean, we got Gensel and uh Carter, Russ back, and got Latang back. So they're they're getting back to full strength, even without Crosby and Malkin. So yeah, the the side is a kind of a toss up for me, but I do like the over a little better because now that Pittsburgh's getting a little more comfortable and getting healthier, the, they'll they'll be more willing to attack. You know, usually would teams are more injured they'll be more defensively structured that kind of thing but now that they have some uh, players healthy they they can be a little more aggressive whereas Chicago they're always aggressive and they're always shit on defense so I expect there to be goals in this one give me the over six
1: yeah I do like that too now that you bring it up that looks good Uh, Moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here, we have the San Jose Sharks against the Calgary Flames. Uh, The game itself is in Calgary. San Jose Moneyline pays off plus 175. Calgary Moneyline minus minus 205. Uh, The over-under is set at 5.5, both over and the under paying off minus 110. Now, I'm kind of going a little bit off the beaten path a bit here, boys. I'm leaning a little bit towards the under at 5.5. We've all seen what Markstrom can do. He's a stud in this league for sure. San Jose is kind of dropping a little bit back to earth here as a team. Uh, I know they had a pretty hot start. I don't think that they can hold it throughout the entire year. This might be a bit of a wake-up game for them. With that being said, something that I do kind of like here, I don't hate the draw at plus 340, this game going into overtime. Now, Flames at home have a record of 2-0-3. Three of those games were overtime losses, and they were against kind of weaker teams as well. They the, To the Stars, the Predators, and it looks like the Ducks. So, just something to keep in mind. Maybe throw a half unit on it. Don't hammer it. But at plus 340, I might put a little bit on that just off that stat alone.
2: Yeah, I called it last time with the, the Flame Stars game. That that was my I bet. It was, mm-hmm. it was plus 310 because the Stars also go to overtime. But I also like that as well. Although... I don't know if the sharks can get there. I think the flames might might mop mop the ice with them here.
0: I do like the draw pick there because this is a game where I can't lay the the minus two hundred plus on the flames with the sharks overperforming so far this season. they've They've beaten some some decent teams. I mean, the, and and the flames have lost at home in overtime to the stars and predators who I feel like could play. The Sharks could play a similar game to them and the Ducks as well, like you said. So that uh, plus 340 for half a unit might have to join you on that.
1: Yeah, beauty's right. You don't got to hammer it. Don't got to mortgage the house. But if it does hit, you're laughing. So all
0: right, moving down here, it
1: looks like uh, at the 10 p.m. slot. We have the Seattle Kraken against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the game itself is in Vegas. It looks like Seattle Moneyline plus 115 Vegas Moneyline minus 135. Uh, The over-under is set at 5.5. The over-pays plus 100. The under minus 135. Uh, Joel, what are you thinking here?
2: Uh, I'm thinking that the line just moved to minus 125. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like the Knights a little better. I don't think that the Kraken travel well. Clearly, they just lost to the Coyotes on the road. Um, Whereas the Knights, they've been uh, deserving a lot more goals than they were scoring. They're still uh, in the top... Uh, the top five here at goal expected goals uh almost three a game but uh it's it's, it's not been that way in terms of actual goals but they'll start pouring in uh, should be group proud to start and he's been shaky to start the year to say the least and yeah the the Kraken are defensively sound but I think that the the Knights can put a few past him and uh what's more important I think is that the Kraken can't score they' they're, they're in the bottom bottom group. Too and uh, expected goals and actual goals, so I think that Robin Leonard can can more or less shut them out, and uh, we'll see the the slightly older expansion brother beat the shit out of the little expansion <laughs> brother.
0: <laughs> does does Seattle just suck? Like, are we saying like they're like defensively sound just because they have no offense? Because I'm looking at their road games here; they gave up five to the Coyotes, five to the Oilers. Four to the Devils, six to the Flyers, two—I mean, two to columbus in in their one of their first road games. But I don't know. This, the Kraken just seem really bad compared to what some analysts thought they would be before the season. So I really like Vegas here at minus 125. I also do like the over in this game. I can see Vegas scoring four or five goals. They put up five goals in each of their last two road games in Ottawa and Montreal. So and they scored two at home in a back-to-back against Detroit. So I like the over here. Seattle's had three straight overs and seven of twelve overall, and there were two pushes in that, so nine of the twelve games have gone. Six goals or over. Uh, Vegas has had three straight overs and four of the last five overall. Seven of twelve games have gone over the total, so I like the over here. I like Vegas. Maybe maybe combine them, get some uh, get some good odds.
2: No, you're absolutely right. The the Kraken were projected. By all the uh, the nerds to be uh, in the ninety five ish point range, <laughs> which is what the market said as well. And I'm like, hammer the under, hammer their playoff odds to miss, which is a plus money. So that's what I did, and I, I know you guys like that as well, if I remember correctly.
1: Oh, yeah. No, of course. How do you not? Uh, for my pick, I you guys just said everything. Took the words out of my mouth there. I loved Vegas at minus one thirty five. If they're at minus one twenty five, I love them even more here. Keep in mind too, and. Honestly, it probably means nothing for a franchise that's only played 15 games and they're a weaker team. But they are 0-3 and 0 in division games so far this year. So maybe they uh, they don't really rise up to the occasion when it does count. So I do like that. If Vegas is laying minus 125, hammer that. Uh, moving down, it looks like the last game we have on the slate here at 10 p.m. on the Tuesday. It's the Anaheim Ducks against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the game itself is in Vancouver. It looks like Anaheim money line pays off plus 140. Vancouver line 160. The over-under is set at 5.5. The over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. This is the case, and I know that I've said this so many times, this is a goalie game to me. If Thatcher Demko is getting the nod for, uh, for Vancouver, and then you have John Gibson in for Anaheim, this screams potential for an under game. And if the under is paying off minus 120 at 5.5, I like that.
0: This is like a game kind of at the opposite end of the, the Blues-Jets game, where those are two kind of solid teams. They're two, like, iffy teams so far, both around the 500 mark. I'm not sure what to make of it, but like you said, this could very well be a goalie game. The under, Vancouver's played eight unders in their in their 12 games so far. Demko had some amazing saves the other night against the Stars. One thing to watch is the Ducks have the fifth-best power play at 27.3%, and Vancouver is dead last at just 64%. So if Anaheim gets a few power plays, they could kind of take advantage there, but I do feel like the under is the best
2: bet here. Yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, uh, the Canucks should be scoring a lot more goals. They should be more aggressive in the offensive zone, but they're not, and their uh, expected goals shows that. They're in the, the bottom third. They're in the you know bottom three at less than... Two goals a game, expected oh. goals. And uh, despite the six goals they scored against the Stars, that is not that is not uh, improving that stat. So, yeah, I, I often agree with the under here. Uh, the Ducks are, despite some high-scoring games themselves, I don't think that they are sustainably a high-octane offensive team either. So, at this point, you, you have to look to the under, even though the Canucks should be more attacking, given though they're... Uh, Offensive firepower with uh, Pedersen and Quinn Hughes in the back line and all that. How is uh, Pedersen doing this year? I haven't got to watch any Canucks games. Uh, he's, he's struggling. The the power play's bad, and that that, that comes down to him and Hughes. Like Hughes is a bit better, but Pedersen has just been, um, yeah, he's, he's not worth the, the price tag at this point.
1: Well, the skill's there, right? You can always turn it around, so it's still early.
0: Do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting? Don't know where to start? You can understand where the market is moving, which smart bets are out there, and have some fun listening while you're at it. BetQL Daily is the must-listen show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. Hosts Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth serve up WagerTainment, the sports talk you love, with the betting insights you need, each weekday. This crew gives you what you want to hear it gives you the insight you need while also being entertaining it's fun to listen to it's informative it can help you win some money you can find out where the market is moving across all of the week's biggest sporting events and if you missed out on earlier games betql daily has you covered there too they have recaps from some of the biggest recent moments in sports so if you're not sure where to start with sports betting start with betql daily Listen weekdays 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Well, that pretty much covers our Tuesday slate. Here, uh, we're moving into a small Wednesday slate. It looks like only three games on the docket. Uh, we'll kick things off. This is a pretty important game for us here on the Hockey Gambling Podcast. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Philadelphia Flyers at the 7.30 time slot. Uh, looks like the game is in Philadelphia. Toronto Moneyline pays off minus 130. Philly money line 110. Uh, the over-under is set at 6. The over pays minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh, Ryan, lead us in here, bud. What do you think?
0: Uh, I... I don't know here. I'm not confident heading into this game, but after what the Leafs did against the Kings tonight, I'm kind of a little bit more confident. The Flyers have been playing some solid hockey, hockey recently, low scoring games. They had the shutout against the Coyotes lost three, two in overtime in Pittsburgh, beat the Capitals 2 one. They're kind of finding themselves even without Ryan Ellis. He could be back for Wednesday night, but that's still up in the air. Uh, Kevin Hayes is still working his way back. But the I mean the most important storyline so far this season, as we expected, is Carter Hart. He's been kind of incredible back not incredible, but, but back on his game. He's he's what he's supposed to be doing. And I could see this I kinda like the under here. The Flyers are being much more defensively sound so far. In the past recent games they've had what? five straight games go under the only game in the last seven that's gone over is their game in Edmonton, which is always going to go over. So I feel like we could see, we we expect these teams to kind of come out hot, score score and scoring goals. You could see, so take the opposite of that. I guess I could see the under being set at six. So, so definitely take that.
2: Yeah, this is a hard one to pick. Um, Leafs Their their underlying numbers show that they should be scoring more goals than they are, but they, uh, like Talon said earlier, they just keep getting goalied. So I do have to lean with the the uh, the Leafs here uh, at only a minus one thirty. I think that they will show up coming off uh, coming off that loss, and they'll they'll put the puck uh, past Carter Hart.
1: <laughs> I love to hear that, Joel. Every time you're on the Leafs with me, it just fires me up. You don't even know.
2: It's because they have to have a really strong angle to bet the Leafs, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It kills you to do it, eh? Yeah. All right. I got two bets on this one. Obviously, I'm going to go with my boys. The Tron Maple Leafs money line at minus 130. Just because I think this game, truth be told, probably a little bit of a toss-up for where both these teams are at right now. Not to say that will always be the case for the rest of the year, but the Leafs minus 130 on the money line. Now, with that being said, it's time for my asshole Toronto Maple Leafs fucking pick of the week. I'm taking the Leafs puck line minus 1.5 at plus 180. We're going to light that little bitch boy Carter hard up. We're going to get five past them. Everybody's saying take the under. It's not going to matter. Matthews is going to get a hat trick. Leafs are going to win by four. That's it right there. Leafs money line minus 130. Leafs puck line minus one and a half playing plus 180. Let's go boys in blue. I love it okay then (laughs) just nothing eh like holy shit that's
0: that's that's just
2: way too over the top he's already submitted
0: it's
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're in your head bud we're in your kitchen we're cooking steaks we're making caesar salads pork chops are on the barbie (laughs)
0: all right we'll we'll see what happens wednesday night we will record next right after that game i'm sure so we'll uh we'll see who's who gets the last laugh it's
1: gonna come back to bite me right in the ass eh (laughs) <laughs> all right moving down to the 8 30 p.m slot we have the nashville predators against the dallas stars uh the game itself is in dallas it looks like nashville money line pays off plus 125 dallas money line minus 145 uh the over under is set at 5.5 both over and under are playing minus 110 this is a pretty boring game here on the docket guys we've said it all year long dallas isn't really a high scoring team Nashville themselves have seemed to have taken a drop-off over the past year, two or three. So to me, this is kind of an under game at 5.5, paying a minus 110.
0: Oh yeah, I absolutely love the under in this game. I mean, these two teams were in the same division last season as well, and their last four meetings, the total was set at five goals, and I could definitely see it moving down to five before puck drop on Wednesday night. These are two teams that are going to play low-scoring games. They've both done that so far this season. Nashville's played two straight unders and five of their last six. Dallas has kind of given up kind of more goals recently, but they run a long stretch of unders before that. So I feel like this is going to be a a 3-2 game absolutely at most. Maybe take a take a draw line here to see a 2-2 going into overtime for the for the fifth goal.
1: That's a great idea. I'm looking
0: at that right now. It looks like it's paying.
1: Doo, 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 doo. My shitty computer will load. Uh, plus
2: 330 on the draw. It's not a bad bet. Ooh, I like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's even better than the the flame stars line, which mm-hmm. was only plus 310. So, yeah, that that's good. Yeah, the under here is the obvious play. Uh, and sometimes the obvious play is the right play. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you can look to the over. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, give me the under, and you know what, I really like the Stars here to come back after a really shitty road trip, going into Canada and losing most of those games, uh, especially getting embarrassed by the Canucks, who can't score but somehow put six past them. Yeah, I, I like the Stars here, they're a better team and they're much better at home, and the Predators clearly can't play on the road, so yeah, under and the Stars be my leans at this point on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: moving down to the final game, game three of three on the Wednesday slot, we have the Minnesota Wild against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the game itself is at 10 p.m. The game is also in Arizona, although I don't think it'll matter because no one's going to show up anyways. Minnesota money line pays off minus 220, Arizona money line plus 180. Uh, the over under is set at six, the over pays plus 105, the under minus 125. So, it's hard to bet here because like, we've seen Minnesota be really great this year so far. We've also seen them kind of pun off a bit. I'm leaning personally a bit more towards the over at six. I think uh, I think Kirill Kaprizov is going to start picking it up. We already said that and he scored an overtime goal last time we did. I think he's uh, he's licking his chops at this game here. So the over at six, if that line stays, plus 105, worse comes to because you have the option to push.
0: Yeah, this is a game where you're betting on the wild. You're just trying to find out what you're gonna bet on. I feel like <laughs> regulation minus 125 is pretty good. Puck line at plus 110 is is kind of kind of scarier because the wild have won three straight games, but two of them were past regulation, including 5-4 against Ottawa. When I bet, I bet them that was my lock. Minnesota in regulation, and they went overtime. So if you can get the wild, if I mean minus 220 right now, it's gonna go up. So Regulation minus 125, I think, is is kind of the way to go. The Coyotes have not played past regulation so far this season.
2: Uh, how is this the headliner game on a <laughs> Wednesday night of hockey? You know, we get the ESPN primetime game, TNT. It's the Wild and the Coyotes. Uh, I think I'll be tuning into the action game of uh, Kent State versus Central Michigan at this time, which is why I won't be betting this game. But you know what? If the Coyotes take a lead, and they're likely to do so because the Wild are always falling behind, that's when you bet the Wild. You bet them from behind. Live bet bet time here because the Wild, they always somehow get off their shitty start, but they always pull off some fluky-ass shit (laughs) and come from behind. Oh, man. It happened again against Pittsburgh on Saturday. I bet the Wild to win, so I was happy about that, but. Uh, it just gets in my head because Colorado, they're so soft. They let up these shitty leads, and the Wild, meanwhile, they're they're showing heart. And they're coming from behind. It just makes me jealous and hateful all at the same time.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's a that's definitely a good play to look out for it too. Like you said, if they drop down one early live bet money line, it'll probably be hovering around uh, minus one twenty five ish as it is. So that's uh that's not a bad look.
0: Yeah, this is going to be one of those games where I'm looking at some shots on goal props. The wild average, a league high, 36.5 shots per game. Arizona gives up nearly 32 shots a game, so look for some wild player props on on Wednesday night.
1: Beauties. All right, fellas, well, that pretty much covers up our three-game Wednesday slate here. Uh, You ready to jump into our Immortal Locks, Dogs, and Totals, or what? Let's do it. All right, I think... uh... I think Ryan, you have the honors this week, bud. You can kick us off.
0: All right, to start off with my lock, I'm going with my Florida Panthers minus 145 on Tuesday night in New Jersey. Uh, it's back to back; should not phase them. Uh, the Devils are bad. The Florida had a, had a tough loss on on Monday night. I feel like going to be right get right back at it Tuesday night, kind of shake that off with Bobrovsky and net. I feel like minus 145 is a great line for them, so I'm going to lock that in. And then for my dog, I'm going to – Talon, you kind of motivated me here because I was going back and forth between a few a few different teams. But give me, the, <laughs> give me the Flyers plus 110. Give me Carter Hart at home. He's going to have a few big saves on Austin Matthews. He's going to be leaving him frustrated. So give me them for the dog. And then for my total, I'm going to go with the the, the best game on the docket on Tuesday night, Hurricanes, Tampa Bay Lightning, under 5.5 it's going to be Anderson versus Vasilevsky putting up saves back and forth. So I feel like that's going to be a really good low scoring game.
1: Do you, do you smell that bud? That's uh, those are the steaks that we're cooking up right in your kitchen. Cause Joelie and I are riding the leaf. So we know they're going to come out big on that day.
2: We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, Joel, what do you got? Uh, give me the Knights at minus minus one thirty-five at home to the, uh, where are they playing? <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> uh, actually, it's down. Yeah, right. It's down to minus 125. So, yeah. Even the Knights at home are the Kraken. Knights are historically awesome at home. And the Kraken are historically, in their very short history, very awful on the road. Um, I don't care that they lost Arizona last game. They will not be ready for this one. Because the Knights should come home for their road trip uh, looking pretty good. So, yeah. The Knights should dominate this one. Easy price at minus 125. Oh, yeah, my dog. (laughs) Uh, Give me the Canes at plus 110. Uh, I was trying to find a big, juicy one, but there's not much here that appeals. Um, So, yeah, the Canes are just uh, the better team at this point. Oh, the line moved up to plus 125. So, there we go. Plus 125 in the Hurricanes against the Lightning. Uh, Better team through the first. 10-11 10-11 games, so uh, why not take the plus money? I think that they'll respond after losing to the Panthers, so I do like that. And finally, the Oilers and the Red Wings, over 6.5 is my total, because the Oilers can score 7 by themselves, and the Red Wings, uh, yeah, they can help if needed, because they're often involved in high-scoring games. They can't defend, and they can score. I mean, they're, they're Larkin, Batuzzi, and, uh, uh who's the other guy in there? Raymond, Lucas Raymond. That line is firing on all cylinders. They're scoring goals. And uh the oilers can easily match that firepower. So yeah, I love the over six and a half on that one.
1: Yeah, I like all those picks, buddy. They all look good. Uh for myself, I will take for my lock. I'm riding with that Boston Bruins puck line pick um against Ottawa, minus 1.5. Puck line pays off minus 110. Uh, I think the Bruins are just going to absolutely beat the wheels off the Sens, and the Sens have been kicking my ass all year long when I've been betting them. Obviously, it'd be fitting for them to just (laughs) blow up the Bruins out of nowhere, but I don't see it happening. Bruins puck line, minus 1.5. My dog. This one's, it was tough to find a good dog, truth be told. There's a lot of tight games The Ducks have been good to me this year, boys, whether I've been betting them to cover or I've been betting them on a live bet, things of that nature. I like the Ducks against Vancouver, plus 140 here. We all know John Gibson has the potential to go in and just steal a game. So I'm going to ride with my boy, Quack. Uh, And then for the total, we talked about it about five minutes ago. Nashville, Dallas, under 5.5. It's going to be a boring game. No goals to mid-tier and even that might be being a bit generous for the folks in nashville to mid kind of teams under 5.5 paying off minus 110 all right fellas well there we go mortal locks are done dogs totals are good we've went through our slates for tuesday wednesday anything uh anything else you wanted to add or what
0: Uh, i want to add fuck the maple leaves (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: That's fighting words, but Fighting words. We might have to put something on this game just between the two of us here. Who knows? Yeah, we'll maybe, see. We'll maybe see. picks for the next show.
2: All right. yeah. Take the vig out of the bookie's hand.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Eh? all right everybody well you can find us at the sports gambling podcast network website uh lots of awesome stuff on there um articles always coming out and we always mention it when we mention it again not just hockey related to so football college football everything else basketball NBA's firing up too so if you're looking uh if you're looking for some inside information that's the place to find it and where can they all find us here ryan
0: uh, you can just search Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you find your podcast. A uh, quick link for Apple is sg.pn slash hockey. For Spotify, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s. Or you can just download the SGPN app, which has our podcast, every other podcast on the network, has all of our content and picks as well. So plenty of spaces to, sp- to find us. Uh, subscribe, follow, rate, review. Let us know what you think.
1: And uh, check out that Slack group, too, guys. Always lots of awesome stuff going on in the Slack, Uh, like Ryan brought up earlier, who throws a a bunch of prop bets in there, too. It's kind of a nice way for us to be able to reach the viewers and get those those pregame bets in that we don't really have the access to when we're recording. So, the uh, SGPN Slack group. Shout out to everybody hanging out in there. And I am uh, Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94.
0: I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop.
2: I'm Joel Meyer and You can find me stalking the referee through the taunting flag in the Bears game.
1: <laughs> right, everybody. We'll catch you guys on uh, on Thursday.
0: Peace. Go Flyers. <laughs> Go
2: Leafs. <laughs>